Hi, I'm Sherry Johnson, and you are about to discover how to embrace your life as a childless woman who wanted to have a family and never could. This is where we combine mindset shifting tools with practical tips so you can break free of outdated societal norms that condition us all to believe that women without kids just don't measure up to the moms. It's where we take action on processing grief and accelerating the healing journey so you can feel free. When childless women awaken their self-worth, they transform from hopeless and inadequate to worthy, accepting, and purposeful. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of light bulb moments that will shift your perspective as a childless woman about yourself, about your innate power to change yourself, your future, and maybe even the world we live in. If that's what you want, then keep on listening. Welcome back to the Awakening Worth podcast if you've been here before and welcome to you if you are new. We talk a lot about creating your future in the childless community or reimagining your future or embracing your future. What we don't talk a lot about is that this doesn't just magically happen. It doesn't just unfold. It actually doesn't happen for anybody. What I see amongst my mom friends is that they're also living on autopilot. They're not living a future that they necessarily have created. So let me explain that. But if this is you, if you want to begin to embrace your childless future, if you want it to look bright, brighter than maybe it does now, then keep on listening. So when I was young, I used to allow life to just kind of happen to me. I took whatever job landed in my lap. I'd go out for drinks or dinner when somebody invited me to go. I did all the things I was expected to do. So either the things my parents thought were best for me, or maybe just the things that society expected of me. And it wasn't until I hit 40, maybe even just a year or two before that, that I really started to ask, what do I actually want? What would actually make me feel good? It started with my career. And I'm going to use my career as kind of an example to show you what I mean, but this can sort of apply to any any area of your life. So for me, in my career, I had worked my way slowly up the corporate ladder But the problem was I had just kind of fallen into my first job. And looking back, that first rung of the ladder really wasn't very fulfilling or enjoyable. But at the time, I just assumed that that's what you're supposed to do. That's what life is like when you're first starting out. You never get the, your dream job when you first finish school or when you, when you're first trying to land that first job. Some people do, I'm sure, and I'm sure it is possible, but that is not what I believed at the time. So I just assumed that as I climbed the ladder, that it would get better. But little did I know that each rung on that particular ladder that I had started climbing in my 20s felt pretty much the same. The job changed, but it was equally unfulfilling. And little did I know at the time that I was supposed to be on an entirely different ladder altogether, or maybe I wasn't supposed to be on a different ladder, but I would have found a lot more fulfillment and joy if I was. 
again, I didn't realize it at the time. Hindsight is really 2020. But when I climbed onto the first rung of this other ladder, it happened when I finally asked myself, what do I like doing? What lights me up? And is there some other kind of work that's related to that, to what lights me up? And of course there is. There's so many zillions of different jobs out there. There's got to be one that aligns with what you desire. So for me, that thing was that I loved to read health magazines, fitness, food, anything that had to do with making myself healthier. I just ate that stuff up. No pun intended. I just loved reading those kinds of magazines and trying new recipes and implementing new things. And so the first step that I took towards living that life, I didn't even really know what I was going to do with it at the time. I just started taking nutrition classes and then that turned into a diploma. And then when I lost my corporate job, I worked for a company that did some pretty heavy downsizing back in 2013. And so I started coaching. I started doing nutrition coaching. And then I climbed up the next rung. I made that coaching more specific and I started to serve women and specifically women who had women's issues. So hormonal issues, that sort of thing. And then I started to have I started to have my own hormonal issues, which is partly why I was so interested in that. And then I had miscarriages. And so I started using my coaching skills and coaching women who had had miscarriages. And then the next rung of the ladder happened when my own journey evolved and I hit the end of the road of my fertility journey. And we, my husband and I made the decision to try to embrace our childless lives. So that was this whole other ladder that now feels so much more aligned with what my soul wants to do, with what my intuition was telling me all along. It was giving me nudges all through my 20s and 30s to do something else. I just didn't believe at the time that I could. So instead, I let life happen to me. I took jobs that were handed to me. So you might be wondering what my career has to do with your childless future. And here's the thing. If you want to experience a bright future without children, if you want to embrace your future, you have to pick the right ladder. You have to make a choice. You actually have to take some action and move towards that ladder. Otherwise, life is just going to put one in front of you and it's not necessarily going to feel good. Really, it doesn't just apply to your career. So I'm not talking about finding a purpose necessarily, though that might be one piece of it. It's really everything. I'm starting to really think of, you know, of my relationships, my hobbies, my work, everything is a ladder and you can either choose the one that you want to climb or you can just let life put those in front of you. So enough of the, the ladder metaphor. The bottom line is that you need to take some action. You need to play an active role in how you want your future to look and how you want your present to look. What I really want to share with you today is how to create your present so that your future looks different, so that your future becomes the one that you intentionally put in place, the one that you desire. 
taking action is kind of becoming a little bit of a mantra. You might have heard me talk about this a lot over the last couple of weeks. And I never used to be a person who took action. I wasn't someone who empowered herself. I just let everything happen to me, as I said, or I just waited things out. And now I've started to stand in my power. Waiting around or just letting life happen to me started to feel like being a victim of it or of whatever happened to me. I just felt like such a victim and I didn't want to feel that way anymore. I wanted to start living with more intention. So now I actually take the reins. If you are someone who made the same mistake that I did, or maybe you're still making that mistake, allowing life to happen to you, waiting for time to just put the right things in front of you, waiting for time to make things better. I want to give you the first few steps to creating a present and a future that you love. So what I'm going to share with you is actually part of pillar three of my formula that I use to help childless women move through grief and triggers to a place of joy. So here are those three steps. The first step is to identify what you desire. Seems pretty simple, right? But it might actually be pretty hard at first. For some women, this was me, that quest to become a mother, it can be all-consuming. So for me, and maybe this was the case for you as well, it's because fertility treatments are all consuming, but it may also be because finding the right partner can feel that way as well, or making the money for fertility treatments or for adoption or for having the child you want to have that can be all consuming. When you always assumed that you'd have a partner and or kids, it starts becoming a race against the clock once you hit your 30s and then you hit your 40s and you stop even thinking about what else you might want out of life. It's also easy to get caught up in what everyone else thinks that you should want. Our society today puts a lot of pressure on us to have a career, to own a house, to have a family, to be thin and fit, to look youthful, to make more money, to keep up with the Joneses. And at some point, you have to stop and ask yourself, who are the Joneses anyway? And do I really want all those things that the Joneses have? What do I really want if I just ignore what society or what the people around me, what the Joneses want? You know, let's let go of what they want or what they're telling me I'm supposed to desire. So this is the first step. It's to really tap into what you truly desire. So I want you to get out a pen and some paper or a journal and start writing those things down. And here are some kind of ways to maybe get started. Start thinking about different areas of your life, your health, for example. How do you want to feel physically, emotionally, in your body, in your mind? How do you want to feel or what do you desire in your relationships. One of the things I desire is to meet more childless or child-free couples. So that's one area of relationships that I desire. What do you desire within your community? What do you desire in the area of finances, in your spirituality? So maybe even if you're not a religious person, 
Is there something that you desire in the spiritual parts of your life? And what about pleasure or hobbies? There's probably more like areas of your life that you can think of as well. I I doubt I've covered them all. You may even want to go back to your childhood and recall what that younger version of you dreamed of. What did that younger version of you enjoy doing? Sometimes going back to that can help us identify, oh, why did I even give that up in the first place? I've heard of lots of women who take up painting again or drawing or they join a softball league, something that they did when they were a kid that they really enjoyed. So think about that too. Hopefully those are some little triggers to get your mind working. Step number two What is it that you expect that these desires are going to make you feel? How do you think they'll make you feel? And I want you to write this down as well. So take a couple of these things on your list and tap into how you think it's going to make you feel. When we dream of having something or when we desire something, it's not actually usually the thing that we want. It's how we expect that thing to make us feel. For example, there's this retreat that one of my friends is running and I want to go. If I think about how I expect that going to that retreat is going to make me feel, you know, what is the feeling that I'm chasing there? It's feeling peaceful, relaxed. It's feeling some connection with other women. It's to feel good in my body with good food and yoga. It's to enjoy good food because I actually went on this retreat last year and the food was delicious. It's also growth and inspiration that I might receive from the workshops. One of my core things that I want to feel is inspiration. I love to feel inspired, creative, just that feeling of growing. I'm not even sure how to describe it. I think you get the picture. So take a couple of those things, as I said, on your list of desires and just tap into how do you think those things are going to make you feel? Now, step number three, how can you bring those feelings into your present? So this is key. Once you know how it is that you want to feel, you can begin to bring those feelings into your life right now. And they might be very small little things. But even just taking one step toward it is going to make you feel empowered and that's going to lead to more steps. So for me, one of the things that I did, I have been to retreats before and I know how it's going to make me feel. In order to bring that into my present life, I cleaned up my office, which is the one space in the house that is solely mine and I can close the door and I know I won't be disturbed. So I created a cozy corner with a blanket for the cooler mornings that are on their way. I have a proper meditation cushion to sit on. I have a Sonos speaker so I can put my meditation music on and I can meditate there. I've got my oracle cards and everything that I need to have, you know, 15 minutes in the morning to start my day as though I was on a retreat. Then I also joined a yoga studio So that I could feel that movement that I love and the connection that I was seeking with other women. And I started making smoothies for breakfast, like really good 
vegetable, fruit, healthy proteins and fats. And I also started buying really good quality coffee. I'm not going on a retreat right away, but I could bring some of those feelings that really bring me peace and joy and inspiration sometimes in those meditations and connection, all of those things that I wanted on that retreat, I could start to feel them right away. And when you start to feel those things right away, you begin to manifest more of it. All you need to do is say thank you for those feelings and the universe knows exactly how you want to feel and it will send you more. I'm getting into the woo-woo now. So let's recap. If you want to begin to embrace your child's future and also create your present, which is more what I want you to do rather than thinking about the future, let's create a bright present. You first need to stop making the mistake that I made, which was to just wait for it all to unfold, wait for life to get better, wait for you to feel better. So no more of that. Maybe you do some of that. It's allowed. But when you stop kind of waiting around and begin to empower yourself to make action, that's when things are really going to start to happen. So the next thing you need to do is to follow those three steps to taking an active and intentional role in creating the life that you want now in the present. So those three steps, just to recap, were identify what you desire first, then identify how you expect that that is going to make you feel. So what are those feelings that you want and how can you bring that feeling into your life right now? So as I mentioned, this is one part of the third pillar within my formula. If you want to find out the rest of the steps for moving through the grief, feeling worthy and valuable in our kid-centric society and creating the present that you love, I am opening up the Women of Worth group immersion, which is my fairly new group program. Um, We're just starting the second cohort and I'm opening up enrollment for four days this week, open right now for the next four days. You can check it out at sherryjohnson.ca slash W-O-W slash that W-O-W stands for women of worth. So I'm going to link that up in the show notes anyway. So just head there if you want to see what that's all about. And I will see you back on the show next week.